Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome back to our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got Joe Galena, you got George Kurtz, Sean Engel producing our show, keeping us flying straight, and we are really pumped to uh, welcome in our uh, guest, uh, Jim Day, uh, better known as the Fantasy Taz. You can follow him on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. Got a great uh, avatar of the Tasmanian Devil. One of my favorite uh, cartoon characters. Uh, very happy to have him with us. Uh, Jim, how you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. We're doing great. Uh, glad to talk to you. I know that uh, you and, and George go back a ways. And uh, I, I love uh, your, your Twitter uh, bio. You're unretired. You're back. Yeah, I just couldn't stay away anymore. I just got too <laughs> tired of fishing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, have, what have you noticed in terms of like the difference of, of the fantasy game uh, since you know since you jumped back into it? Any uh, glaring differences in fantasy uh, baseball and football? Well, outside of the fact that there's now two million fantasy experts out there, not really a ton. I mean, um, before before I retired, I mean, you know, you can count the number of podcasts on, on both hands pretty much. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden everybody and their brother has a podcast. Right. That, that is true. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that is a good point. So uh, we, we started this week uh, drafting in the Scott Fishbowl League uh, and uh, – tip our cap to, to Scott. Amazing that he put this thing together. Uh, how's that been for you? How, how's your draft going? It's a slow draft. Uh, George and I were talking about how uh, at times it just uh, grinds to a crawl, to a halt. <laughs> how's yours been yeah, going? It, it, you know, it's an eight-hour clock, so you have definitely have times like that. And In our league, we actually have one fellow who's drafting from uh, England, and we have another one who's drafting from South Africa. So you've got to give them a little leeway. They've actually been two of the better drafters, so some of these people in the States have been holding us up. But we're still moving okay. We're in the middle of the 13th round right now, which is pretty good. And I know there's some that are close to 20 at this point. But you know what? By the time they finish, they'll be jealous that we're still drafting. There you go. There you go. All right, so, Jim. Long time I, I like to talk, team, Jim. How though? you been? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, you know, jumping back in with both feet and trying to get the rust off. <laughs> now, for those though who don't know Jim, Jim, I thought was always one of the craziest people, and I mean that in a good way, because <laughs> one of my favorite questions to always ask Jim, and I think he knows what's coming, is how many teams he was playing on. Because I think one year you played in triple digits. You were out of your freaking mind. Wow. So how many teams are you going to play on this season, Jim? Well, I've already gotten, uh, well, I'm up to 62 so far. Wow. So, so things we'll haven't changed how, all that much, have they? <laughs> no, they haven't changed in that way. You know me. I love to draft. I love to play in the game. So, you know, as many leagues as I can get in, I'm going to jump in when I can. All right. So, so let's talk Scott Fishbowl for a second here, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a strategy going in? Uh, once again, super flex league, quarterbacks a little bit more value, tight ends get an extra half point. Did you have a certain strategy going in? You had the fifth overall pick. So I think you already you always knew who you're going to take first round, Barkley, maybe Brown. But what was your overall strategy specifically regarding the quarterbacks? Well, I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I mean, I don't really go into a draft like this with a, a set strategy. And the reason is, is because it, the league was designed so well by Scott that there's so many different strategies you can use to come up with a good team. 
One thing I did know is that at sitting at five, I wanted one of the top running backs, and I got him. I got Barkley. I know mm-hmm. people are afraid of him because he's a rookie. You know what? This kid's going to have 300 touches. He's going to put up a ton of fantasy points and have no problem taking him at five. But then after that, the only thing I really knew is that I wanted three decent quarterbacks in this league, and I think I ended up doing it because I got three quarterbacks that were all in this scoring last year would have been top ten quarterbacks in Stafford, Alex Smith, and Blake Bortles. Hmm. So, uh, Jim, in general, uh, I, I, you were talking about uh, Ben Watson as kind of like a, a sleeper uh, at tight end. Uh, who are you? Give me a couple of uh, players that you're into this year that you're targeting uh, in uh, a bunch of your drafts. Well, it's funny you mention that because I literally just got Ben Watson in the 12th round of yeah, my Scottish Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely grabbing him all over the place. Him coming back to, to Breeze, I think, is going to be a great thing and coming off the board so late. But there's some other guys I really like. Um, I love Mike Williams, supposed to be really healthy with the Chargers this year. Let's face it, when he was drafted last year, there were a lot of people that thought he was the best overall wide receiver in that draft class. And I think this year we finally get to see what he can do. And I, I'm liking what what we're going to see. Um, I like Royce Freeman, the rookie coming into Denver this year. Let's face it. Devonte Booker is ahead of him supposedly, but you know, in the two years Booker's been in the league, he hasn't he's averaged about 3.6 yards per carry. You know, that's mm-hmm. never really going to keep him on the field. If Freeman comes in and starts tearing it up. So I like that. I like Cameron Meredith, another joining mm-hmm. to the saints this year. Uh, I think he provides good value where he's currently coming off the board in the 10th round. Um, and then here's one that's most often not even being drafted, and that's Justin Jackson uh, again at the Chargers. Um, this is a kid that, you know, if anything happens out there, he's going to be the guy who's going to take the reins and run with it. So he's a guy that's really deep that, that I like a lot. Hmm. Good names. Good Jim, names. You, took, you took Jordan Howard in the second round, eighth overall, so that's what picked. 20. Uh, Jordan Howard burned some people last year, including me in a league or two. Uh, I'm actually a little higher on him as well this year. I think he rebounds. I think that whole Chicago offense is now legit. Give me your thoughts on Jordan Howard. Did he just fall to you? Was someone you, uh, you liked going in? What are your thoughts on Jordan Howard? Well, actually, I think I reached for him a little bit because I saw him going in late third and some in, in the early fourth, which I thought was nuts. I think this is this guy is a second-round pick every day, uh, especially in that offense. Matt Nagy is going to make him you know, a star in this league, and I loved getting him there. I, You know, again, I wanted two strong running backs. I got two strong running backs in my mind. You know, we'll see if it works out that way, but I, I liked him a lot in that offense. I, I think, like you said, Chicago is definitely going to be an offense that's going to be up and about this year and putting on some points. Jim, I noticed that uh, with your 11th pick, you picked up uh, Ty Montgomery, listed as a running back for the Packers. It's going to be an interesting year for Ty Montgomery. Uh, how do you see him fitting into this Packers offense? I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a good year. But do you think he's going to be uh, a true running back? Do you think he's, you know, a little bit of a running back, a little bit of a, a wide receiver? What do you see his role this season? Well, I'll tell you the truth. I, I hope he's a little bit of both because that only helps me. Sure, uh, sure. I do. You know, I think they're going to use him mainly as a, as a running back, as a change of pace running back. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it. I, personally, I think he's the best running back they have on the squad. Uh, it's going to be a committee. I think that's definitely true. But he's going to be the change of pace guy. And if he gets any work at all in the receiving court, that's only going to be a nice bonus. So mm-hmm. at that point in the draft, you know, I was just looking to, to fill a spot that I could have somebody that I, if I needed him to start, I could have him. And I think he fills that spot perfectly. Quincy Noon, we just got drafted in my league, actually, as I'm still waiting four picks away from my uh, selections. Jim, you're playing in 62 leagues. You're playing in the Scott Fishbowl. What is your favorite type of league? I mean, uh, even if it's, uh, I assume you have some rule changes you wouldn't like, mind seeing in more leagues. I can't think of anybody who's playing in more leagues than you. So what is your favorite type of league? And give me some ideas of some crazy things you've seen. Oh, shoot, I've seen lots of crazy things. I've seen leagues where every time... Every week when you play somebody, the winning team gets to steal a player from the losing team. Um, you know, I've seen all kinds of crazy things. I, I used to run a league that was called Utter Chaos to where if you looked at the top 50 scorers in the league, a defensive tackle would score as much as a running back. That's how the scoring was done in such a way that every position was important. And then we had it so that you only had – one starting running back each week, uh, and you could only roster three. So we really devalued the running backs and made all the other 
position is much more important. That's what I, I like things that take it out of your comfort zone. You know, I, mm-hmm. I hate cookie-cutter leagues. I want something that's going to be a little bit different, that's going to push you to think a little bit harder and come up with different strategies, something outside of the box. Anything that does that works for me. And that's one of the reasons I really love the Scott Fishbowl, because you can attack it from so many different ways and still come up with a good, solid team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's why I love the, the, the flex part of the league, because uh, you're right. I mean, sometimes you play in a one-quarterback league, and then, you know, we as quote-unquote experts, we like to wait until 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th round to get a quarterback. But when you add that flex uh, portion to your league, it just changes your strategy. But, uh, you know, one thing I noticed uh, in, in my personal league uh, for the, in Scotty uh, Fishbowl, is there was no love whatsoever for Carlos Hyde. Uh, Nick Chubb was taken in the 10th round. Duke Johnson was taken uh, pick uh, eight of the 10th round just after Nick Chubb. And Carlos Hyde didn't go to the 12th round. Uh, What do you think about Carlos Hyde this year? Supposedly he's going to start the season as the starter, but what do you uh, anticipate uh, production-wise for Carlos Hyde? Well, I, I I like Hyde. I mean, he's not a great guy. He's never going to be a superstar or anything like that. But they paid him a lot of money. Now, granted, mm-hmm. they did draft Chubb, and they're going to try and get him on the field. But Hyde's going to start the year as a starter. And if he can mm-hmm. put up halfway decent numbers, it's just going to hold Chubb off for a little while. Let's face it, they got Hyde for one year. Why not run him through the rails? You don't care mm-hmm. about what he does after that. Run him to death. Run him as much as you can. Get him <laughs> on the field as much as you can. And right. get what you can out of them. You're paying them a lot of money. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to have she- a decent season. I mean, I, I like him as a running back, you know, three flex type guy uh, mm-hmm. who gets you a, a few, you know. If I get seven, eight solid weeks out of him on the season, I'll be really happy. Jim, our own Jake Steely is a huge proponent of getting rid of kickers. You know, getting rid of kickers, getting another flex spot. I'm on board with them as well. How do you feel? Oh, I love getting rid of kickers. I hate kickers. I hate defenses and kickers. They just, you know, defense scoring, I don't care how good a defense is, doesn't mean they're going to score you points in fantasy. Because most of it is, you know, the, the lucky return for a touchdown thing that you just can't see coming no matter who you are. I don't care how much you know about this game. You don't know what they're going to do from year to year. And then kickers, I mean, they change teams so often. They get cut so often. Uh, I'm with them wholeheartedly. I want both of them gone. Jim, uh, I had an issue with my team, my Scotty Fishball uh, League team, where I picked up uh, Brady and I picked up uh, – Another quarterback, basically it was the bye week issue, where one's uh, bye week 10, one's bye week 11. So I was trying to figure out which rookie quarterback is going to start the most games uh, by the end of the fantasy football season. I actually put out a, a poll, which I think you retweeted, and I appreciate it. So of you know Sam Donald for the Jets, Baker Mayfield from the Browns, Josh Allen from the Bills, and Josh Rosen from the Cardinals, who do you think starts more games? Who do you think gets that, that starting job first? I think it's going to be Josh Allen and Bills. I mean, I'm not buying the OTA hype of Nathan Peterman. Um, I just don't think that's going to come to fruition. I think he's going to get a chance early on. And, uh, you know, I don't love that team offensively. I don't think he puts up monster numbers. But I do mm-hmm. think he's going to get the most starts out of these guys. Who do you think, think is going to be well. the most effective of those guys? Do you think it's still Allen or – well, if I had to go most effective, if he gets on the field, I'm going to say Josh Rosen. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like like the you know, of course, I love Fitzgerald, and you know, some of the other guys aren't really proven talent, talents yet, but you know, they got the rookie there as well, and you know, I, I like Josh Rosen to you know as a quarterback. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to go on to have a long, solid career in the NFL, and you know, be a, a guy we're talking about in top ten lists, you know, within the coming two years. Mm-hmm. And I had a brain freeze before, and I'll let George talk in a second. But I, I had taken Brady, who has a bye week 11, and Cousins by week 10. So I was looking for a, a quarterback that, with a slightly different uh, bye week. But sorry, George. Go ahead, buddy. One problem with uh, the Buffalo is, uh, as far as starting a rookie right away, is first three games at Baltimore, Chargers, at Minnesota. Man, that may not be the three best defenses you want to uh, go up against with a rookie quarterback there. But, Jim, my last question for you is uh, we'll go back to Scott Fishbowl. Point and a half for tight ends. 
You're thinking about Antonio Gates late. He's not signed yet. But I got to think sooner or later the Chargers are going to sign him. You're thinking about Antonio Gates late? I know I, I am in my next couple of picks. Hey, you got 22 rounds. You got to take some chances. You know, why sure. not take a chance on Gates? If he comes back to the Chargers again, he could definitely be a steal. You know, people are shying away from Des Bryant like that. You know, why? Take the chance. What the heck? You, you know what? You're, you're trying to win a league containing 900 people. You know what? It, you're not going to win that league by not taking chances. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, I appreciate you coming on. Just want to give you a plug. Uh, you're writing for some good friends of mine at Fighting Chance Fantasy, right? Uh, Ryan Hallam, Steve uh, Rapin, and uh, Casey Kasem. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a good little group over there. We're growing and you know, putting up some good, solid stuff. Uh, got some new articles pretty much every day. So, you know, it, it, it's small site so far, but we'll, we'll grow it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, very innovative, too. Uh, uh, I love uh, what uh, Ryan and Steve are doing with that site, and uh, I love uh, your Twitter question of the day. So, uh, people out there, you need to follow at Fantasy Taz, uh, and uh, really good stuff. Uh, tweets out a lot, a lot of good information, and uh, keeps you on your toes. So, uh, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate everything, and you know, definitely, if you ever need somebody else to talk again, I'm always here. <laughs> yeah, we'll be calling you definitely. All right, thanks. You have a great day, great weekend. Thanks. You too, guys. Later. All right. Great stuff from Jim Day. We'll be back with more Fantasy Football Talk, a weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, uh, spend the part of your weekend with you and our weekend with you as well. And if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, George, uh, Blockbuster was in the news uh, this this week. Uh, the At first, they had, the news was reporting that the final two Blockbuster locations in uh, America, and I guess in the world, were closing. One was in Fairbanks, Alaska. One was in Anchorage, I think. But now, so those two are closing, but I think we still have one in Bender, Oregon. So if you, if you want to go uh, check out... Uh, some videos or whatnot at a blockbuster. You got to go all the way to Bender, Oregon. Bender, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still have to rewind them? They still charge you don't want to rewind the videos. <laughs> I tell you, you know, when my kids were young, you know, sometimes Friday nights would be like uh, blockbuster nights. So, you know, we had uh, my wife camped out right at the front of the store because, you know, you always wanted those, the uh, most recent 
re releases, right? And they were always so hard to find. They always had like the red tag on them. So she would be camped out in the front as people would return the, the, the latest releases, you know, she'd get her hands on them. And then I would take the kids and we'd, you know, walk along the wall and you had so many choices of movies and you know, we ended up like the three movies each. So you're renting like six movies or whatnot. But uh, part of my kids' youth uh, gone. But uh, th th that company, man, epic fail. Epic fail. Do you know that they had an opportunity? Netflix wanted Blockbuster, this was in the year 2000, to buy them. Netflix wanted Blockbuster to buy Netflix for $50 million. And, uh, you know, Blockbuster was at the top of their game. They probably just, you know, said, get away from me. Well, today, Oops. Blockbuster, yeah, Blockbuster has their last door in Bender, Oregon. And uh, Netflix is, like, worth uh, almost $20 billion. That's a big oops. Yeah, you, you, may have, you may have missed the boat there. <laughs> may have missed the boat there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, don't do that in your fantasy dress, right? Ha! That's also easier said than done, too, right? Mm -hmm. we are, there are always players we miss on that you uh, mm -hmm. you go back, oh, man, how did I not take this guy in this round? Oh, man, I knew it. Or it was between this guy and another guy, and I chose the wrong guy. Uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, we, we all have those moments. Right. So you picked, I'm um, looking at your draft. You had the 12th overall pick, right? So you made back-to-back -back picks in round uh, one and two. Uh, you got Correct. Kareem Hunt, like, like you had mentioned in the last segment, and uh, Russell Wilson. You, you, we've talked about you very high on uh, Russell Wilson uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what he's been able to do with a, uh, shall we say, lackluster offensive line, <laughs> trying to protect him. That's putting it nicely. Uh, a bunch mm -hmm, of garbage mm -hmm. cans. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Russell Wilson last year was. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to run around behind this line for about four, five, eight seconds so one of you guys gets open, then I'll hit you. That's that was the mm -hmm. offense. It was it was really a joke. They had no running game, no offensive line, uh, and even the receivers are. I mean, Baldwin's a nice guy, but he's really a wide receiver, NFL wide receiver too. Jimmy Graham's not the tight end he was with Drew Brees. Didn't have a lot, but he makes he made. What's the old saying? He made chicken out of. Oh, well, I guess I'm not going to say that saying. I'll, I'll be. I won't go as vulgar. He, uh, <laughs> he uh, he he did the best with what he had. Right, right, right. Um, and then your third pick was uh, in the third round, the twelfth pick. Uh, you went T. Y. Hilton. You're not uh, worried at all about uh, luck at this age, uh, stage, right? You're pretty confident that luck is going to be. Healthy. I'm pretty confident. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that he's going to start here. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I that he's going to be there. I I wanted to take a quarterback here, mm -hmm. uh, but if you uh, but there was nobody there that I thought was worthy of a grab. Nobody there, mm -hmm. there was nobody there that was screaming, take me, take me, take me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I also thought this is where my one strategy went wrong here. Because the quarterbacks, were, I wouldn't, they weren't flying off the board at this point. This is at 312 mm -hmm. and 4-1. So those mm -hmm. first 37 picks. And right. there were a lot, of, a lot of good quarterbacks still out there. I'm like, you know what? I go with 23 picks. I think I'll be able to find somebody I like. Little did I know is that after I took Darius Geis at 4-1, 11 mm -hmm. of the next 18 picks were quarterbacks. Yeah, I was wondering how you ended up with uh, Jameis Winston, and that explains it. <laughs> uh, now you know! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ended up with my pick, and we had talked about this last week. I had the number one pick overall, so I took Gurley. And then I had told you and, and the audience that uh, my next pick, I wanted at least one quarterback, and I probably was going to take you know just two just to make sure that I get ahead of a possible quarterback run because you know with with my pick you know you you might not you pick you wait forever to make another pick so i ended up going uh tom brady and kirk cousins is my uh my second and third pick and the only issue i have with that uh, with that is uh you know brady has by 11 and cousins has his bye week in 10 and then i think i waited too long because at, at that stage Later in the draft, I had kind of wanted Josh Allen, who I think his bye week is like bye week five, if I'm not mistaken. But I figured that by the time that Brady and Cousins were going to be having their buys, Allen would probably be the starting quarterback with the Cardinals. But, I, you know, you, you try to plan out these things as best you can. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I, I missed out on on uh, Josh Rosen, I should say, for the Cardinals. I, I think I called them Allen, so I apologize. But I uh, missed out on him by a few picks. But that was my plan, you know. Of course, I had hoped maybe it's that maybe uh, 
and Eli would be there, you know. But you're right, quarterbacks go quick. <laughs> it's uh, the problem with drafting. You had the first pick, I had the last pick. So that means we're going to be waiting 23 picks after our pick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't like, I, that's why I don't like the first pick and why I don't like the last pick. I like drafting in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere around there because this way I'm never at the wrong end of any runs. Because mm-hmm. you're always trying to guess. I said, I guess wrong. You know, I assumed that quarterbacks would still be uh, there when I went at 512. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, after I picked Darius Geis, five straight quarterbacks went. Philip Rivers, Mahomes, mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, Ryan, Mariota, all in a row. And I knew mm-hmm. right there. I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. Screwed. Because I, I still had to wait 17 picks. And I knew more quarterbacks were going to go. Garoppolo mm-hmm. went. Jared Goff went. Alex Smith went. It just went on and on. Dak Prescott went. Andrew Luck went. He, I was hoping he would fall to me. And then uh, at 5-12, I had to choose for my second quarterback between Jameis Winston, Eli Manning, and uh, uh, Derek Carr. Those are my three choices at that point. And I wrestled with mm-hmm. it for a few minutes. You know, right. but which guy to take there. I almost chose Eli Manning. He, I came very close to it, and I said, you know what? They may decide to give Buck, as, uh, as Jim Day said, Fantasy Taz said, they're going to give him the ball 300 times. They're not going to put it on Eli. You know, mm-hmm. So they're not, I don't know if they're going to throw the ball as much. I'm going to be relying, relying on too many touchdowns there. So I decided not him. Derek Carr was a third, the third place of these guys. I don't know what Gruden's going to do with him. You know, now my team is Bryant maybe suspended for the season. So who knows what happens with this, with this Raiders offense. I know Winston's got three-game suspension. But I also mm-hmm. knew that no one's drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only going to start three games. He'll be there late. You know, mm-hmm. so I can get him to cover for my three games there. It ended up working out where I decided to take Winston. You know, I'll eat the three games. Uh, I figured I'd get Fitzpatrick. But I ended up getting Ke- uh, Case Keenum a couple of rounds later. I thought the value I like was there. That. I grabbed him. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't have any problems. I, don't, I, won't, I won't even draft Fitzpatrick now. And he is still available in round 15 if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to take him. So uh, I think I've survived at quarterback. It's not the plan I had going in. I probably had planned something like you had, where you're going to have two top 10, top 12 guys. It just ended up being with the quarterback run. I'm not going to say caught me off guard. I knew it was a gamble, and it's a gamble I lost. And, uh, you know, whether or not it pays off will really depend on how well uh, Darius Geis and T.Y. Hilton, Hilton does. If they mm-hmm. both do well, then the, the gamble paid off. You know, if not, well, you know, then I made a mistake. Uh, and one I hope not to make again. But like I said, that's you know, when you're on those bookend picks and you've got to wait 23 slots – you need to be very careful about not, like I said, not being able to on those long, wrong ends of a run. I was, mm-hmm. like I said, 11 of 18 quarterbacks went, 11 p- quarterbacks and 18 picks went mm-hmm. before I uh, got a chance to go. That, I didn't see that coming. I thought there'd be somewhat of a run, but maybe, th- right. you know, three or four of those uh, guys wouldn't quite go. But uh, it went quarterback crazy. And I also, what I did in this draft, what more people should learn to do is I looked at the other drafts. Yeah, not, not this is not every draft. There's 75 of them, but I looked at a bunch of other drafts, and quarterbacks were hanging around to round five, round six. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I should be okay here. It just ends up being, and I'm in the one draft where, or one of the few drafts where quarterbacks just went bananas. Right, right. But uh, like you said, I think you got some decent value with Case Keenum in the ninth round, end of the ninth round, and you know what? I think he's going to be decent this year. I mean, um, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he's gonna, I think he's going to have a decent running game as well to support him. So uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think he did too poorly on that. Running backs are tough. Oh, I'm okay. Well, I got what I got. Kareem Hunt. I, I, I love Darius Geis. I think Geis going to have mm-hmm. a big season. Uh-huh. I know I got Kareem Hunt was my number one raw running back. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I may not love what the Kansas City Chiefs did in as far as Watkins. I think they really need a little. Uh, you, know, you got two burners now. You know, you got two uh, burners, but I'd like, I think they'd be better off if they had a, a true intermediate receiver. Guy would catch the ball over the middle, which they don't seem to mm-hmm. have here. But I don't care about that. I don't have Hill or Watkins. If you have two burners, safeties aren't playing anywhere near close to the line of scrimmage. Should be a mm-hmm. lot of running room for Kareem Hunt. Right. And you locked up uh, just ahead of Ke- Case uh, Keenum. You got Demarius Thomas as well. So do you like doing that? Do you like having uh, the one-two punch with a quarterback and, and a wide receiver? On the of, of the same team on your on your uh, rosters, or it just happened? It just happened. I did not do that. I, th- I thought Demarius Thomas slipped in this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not plan this to get a hookup. I don't mind, mind you, but it's, I you know I got news for you. I just realized that now that I have a hookup. I don't even think I realized it at the time until you just said it. And I'm looking, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I do have a hookup. Isn't that nice? Uh, mm-hmm. No, Demarius Thomas slipped in this draft where he kept falling and falling. I'm like, okay, and I'll take him. And that's I'm not surprised by the way because in this the Scott Fishbowl. Because of how it's set up, you know, Superflex, the quarterbacks are going to go. 
Tight end gets the extra half point, point and a half for his, per reception. Tight ends are going to go. I mean, someone's running backs are always valuable. Wide receivers are going to slip. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. I think that's what happened with Demarius Thomas. So I'll gladly take him, but I didn't do it for the hookup. No, I don't think I even. Uh, I, I didn't realize it until just uh, he just mentioned it now. There you go. There you go. Um, we'll continue talking about the uh, our uh, drafts and the Scott Fishbowl, but a uh, couple of news items this week: uh, Demarco Murray, uh, free agent, uh, running back, formerly of the Titans and also of the Eagles of the Cowboys. He decided to retire. Uh, through the first 15 rounds of my Scott Fishbowl League, no one had taken him as of yet. I'm sure he was going to be taken, you know, within the next couple. But uh, it, it went from news being that uh, Murray was being courted by, you know, four or five teams to it being maybe a couple. <laughs> and then he just decided to retire. Yeah, I don't believe anybody took him in my league either. Same thing for 15 rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh I know a Jeff, uh, Jeff, a Jeff Erickson of Rotowire uh, tweeted out, uh, well, it's a good thing my draft is going slow. I think he was only in round 12 at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This way no one drafted him in our league either, so no one got screwed here. I think it came down to Murray where he's 30 years old. He's made his money, mm-hmm. so he's not mm-hmm. worried about that. I'm sure he was offered contracts, but maybe not for the money he's looking for, for the kind of beating he's going to take. You know, maybe he didn't want to go through training and get in. You saw him on NFL Live yesterday if you watched the show. He he's in, looks like he's in fine shape. But maybe he didn't mm-hmm. want to go through to get in football shape and take all those mm-hmm. hits for maybe – and I, I, you know, listen, I, I know people uh, – for maybe $3 million. You know, and mm-hmm. to him that's probably not worth it to take that kind of hitting uh, when he's financially secure. Uh, and I don't blame football players. It's a brutal sport, man. You want to, talk, you want, you want to retire. You want to feel good about yourself for the rest of your life. Go do what you got to do, man. So I don't blame mm-hmm. him at all, assuming that's the case. I know Mike Blewett this morning with Kevin Walsh uh, theorized that uh, he'll be getting some phone calls when someone gets hurt. And I completely agree with that. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, you know he'll, he'll get some phone calls. And I wonder if he'll think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he'll think about it or if he'll, if he'll want to come back. Or he's going to say, no, guys, thanks. I, I truly am retired. Listening to him yesterday, he sounded like his mind was made up that he's done. But I wonder, you know... You know, somebody calls, let's say the mm-hmm. Eagles call. Well, it won't, won't be the Eagles, I guess. That didn't work out well. But let's say a top team, the, the Todd Gurley goes back, get, get, goes down. You know, mm-hmm. get the Rams give a phone call. You wonder what, if, if they could entice him to come back. It's curious. My guess would be no. Mm. Well, I mean, you and I have witnessed so many athletes who retire and come back, you know, especially in the fight game, the boxing game, you know, Muhammad Ali and whatnot. And so that competitive fire... Yeah, you could say that yesterday on a Friday that, uh, yeah, he felt sure that he had made the right decision. But then once he's sitting home in his living room watching football games, you know, he might say, well, you know, I wish I was out there. So, And, and I agree with Mike Blewett that someone's going to be calling uh, Murray at some point during the season. And you, you never know. We might not have seen the last of him. Do you think that uh, – what's going on with Des Bryant's phone? Because uh, he's the uh, last – not the la- I guess he is the last high-profile free agent. There's a few other free agents out there that, that you'd recognize. But uh, Des Bryant's going to end up signed someplace, I would think, no? I mean, he went in the of course. 12th round, pick nine of my Scott Fishbowl League. He went earlier than our league. In our league, he, mm-hmm. he just went a little while ago, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Uh, and I, I was going to take it with one of these picks. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have taken Des Bryant in the round 15. I think he just went uh, to Vlad Settler offhand uh, a couple of, pick, couple of picks ago. So mm-hmm. he's going to sign with somebody. So he, he went at 1501 in, in our league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des, um, what everything we've heard, heard is that he wants to sign a one-year deal, a one-year make-good deal. And then mm-hmm. he wants to be a free agent again next year to get paid big money. That's what he wants. And I like that kind of player personally because mm-hmm. that means he's going to give his all for this year to get so he can get paid again next year. You know, mm-hmm. So I think uh, he's a, a good take. Like I said, I would have grabbed him. Where is the bigger question? You know, that is a big question. Uh, does he want to go to a competitive team? Does he just want to go to a team that can use him? Mm-hmm. And he turned down uh, the multi-year deal from the, uh, the Ravens, and now they certainly don't need him. Are, mm-hmm. we, are, are we waiting for a training camp injury here as well? For a wide receiver to go down, that'll be the team that signs him. What about That's Washington? all fine and good. Nah, I think that would have already happened. The problem is this. Dez has never been one to run great routes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not, he, that's one of the problems. He doesn't run crisp routes. And now is he going to have enough time to learn a new system? It's already July 14th. Season starts in seven weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, or eight weeks. Uh, does he have enough time to learn that system and get into the chemistry with that quarterback? The longer he waits, the more he is hurt that way. 
I think he uh, better find a team real soon. But I don't think it's I don't think it's coming now until training camp. Mm-hmm. The only reason I brought up Washington is because I think they could use a, a wide receiver, and plus, you know, he had kind of Brian had said, hey, he wanted to play in the NFC East, so uh, it'd be interesting though. But uh, you're right, he better uh, sign, learn an offensive system. We'll be back with more fantasy football talk on Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Weekend Fantasy Update, Jogalina, George Kurtz, doing a little Congo line here. Is this just Gloria Estefan, or is this Gloria Estefan with the Miami Sound Machine? Oh, my I God. Think that they they rebranded matter? themselves. Of course it matters. Yeah, if John I'm the Miami Cougar, Sound John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp. Make <laughs> up your mind and go at one. Yeah. I saw an interview with... Uh, I don't know what he wants to call himself now, but we'll call him John Cougar, I guess, a couple weekends ago. You forget how many good songs that uh, he put out. And he really is a talented Oh, yeah, he's guy. a good artist. Yeah. He's a very good artist. I like, mm-hmm. I like, I like whatever, Mr. Mellencamp. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's still smoking cigarettes. He doesn't care. He, he's like, uh, I guess he's a, a man's man. But uh, whatever. Um. So we were talking uh, fantasy football, Scott, fishball drafts. Uh, but before we do, let's let's uh, talk about another big story that happened this week, that broke this week, uh, the LaShawn McCoy story where he was accused of uh, committing some pretty heinous, vile acts. And, uh, you know, let the investigation go through. I mean, if they're true, then should obviously be indicted and, Whatever happens there, you know, if he's convicted, whatever, spend some time in jail. But uh, what do you think about uh, drafting Chris Ivory at this stage? Um, I mean, his value has to have shot up right after this news broke. Well, I mean, you got to be careful here because we don't know. We don't know how true this is. Was it was McCoy involved? Was he not involved? I mean, mm-hmm. so you got to be very careful here. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, it comes down to this for me. If I'm uh, the Scott Fishbowl, it didn't matter. By the time this news broke, McCoy was already drafted in all leagues. Probably yes. Ivory is probably 50-50. So people are going to draft him right away. Uh, but if, if I'm in a new league this weekend. Yeah, Ivory just uh, went 14-round 10th pick in my league. And uh, I'm drafting, uh, I mentioned, for the uh, my, I'm drafting in an uh, industry league on Monday, I believe it is, or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching McCoy. I'm not touching. No, can't no, take a chance unless not. the value's there. If he have, if he falls to round eight, uh, fine. Then we'll we'll think about it. But it doesn't. I'm not going to reject an ivory either. Bottom line is you mm-hmm. don't know. You mm-hmm. know, is he playing the whole season with Buffalo? Half the season? Is he going to get suspended? Are they going to put him on the exemplary? Nobody knows. Nobody right. knows. You know. Mm-hmm. So I won't feel the need. Ivory probably uh, gets a, an uptick in value because he was a draft pick anyway. Because it looked like at the very least he was going to be the touchdown vulture. So we know that's mm-hmm. not going to change. He'll still be that guy. And now he could get. Conceivably, more starts because of what's uh, going on here. So, uh, but I'm not. I don't want anybody to draft him as a starter. Now, if it comes out where, you know, as soon as we find out what the, uh, you know, what I guess the outcome of this case, and we're not, we may not notice some months, you know, somewhere in training camp to see who knows before this comes mm-hmm. out, or maybe nothing comes out. Maybe none of this is true, and it wasn't him, you know, and he had nothing to do with it. And it's a coincidence that the uh, whoever broke in uh, stole the one piece of jewelry that he wanted. Okay, uh, I don't really buy it, but maybe you know something else is true. That seems highly illogical to me, but hey, we never know. But I'm not. Uh, I really, I don't want to touch either one of these guys. And you throw in the, this fact: the offense sucks. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. it's it's bad. It's mm-hmm. just bad. Uh, I mean, there's really no. Kelvin Benjamin is a fine NFL wide receiver too. He's not a mm-hmm. one. Zay Jones is, is another guy who's had a disaster of an off season. Really, nobody else did to worry about throwing the ball to. Charles Clay is a, a solid NFL tight end, but not a tight end one for fantasy. It's not someone you can build your offense around. And you're going with the all right, maybe not technically a rookie quarterback. Peterman and McCarron aren't rookies. You know, I mean, what are you looking at here? Where's the offense coming from? Even if McCoy played, defense is going to load up at the world line of scrimmage to stop him. So mm-hmm. really, what are you looking at here? I don't think it matters if it's McCarron, Peterman, or Josh Allen. It's a learning curve this year. It's a good thing the Buffalo Bills broke that, uh, that playoff drought last season because they ain't making it this year. No, you definitely have a point. You definitely have a point. Uh, and yes, I mean, any future drafts, uh, unfortunately, you have to avoid McCoy because you just don't know. You know, it's just, it's still uh, uh, up in the air. So why take the chance? But I guess you brought up a good point. Eighth round, I mean, I guess it would depend on where you could get him. But still, I mean, why do you want that headache <laughs> on your team? Well, well. You know? I think uh, as far as we're around, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario, well, I guess it's jail time, but that mm-hmm. that probably that certainly wouldn't happen until after the season anyway. The worst case mm-hmm. scenario is probably a six game suspension. Right. You know, that's probably the worst case scenario. You know, and, and mm. listen, it may not be till next could, year anyway. It could get worse than that, though. Who knows? But uh, yeah. it could be. I mean, uh, the, mm-hmm. but the, the most logical. I mean, listen, it could be on the exempt list all season. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, as more information or more evidence comes to light. But the only way I think th- really things change here, assuming McCoy doesn't come out and admit anything, would be if the police catch the guy who did it. Mm-hmm. You know, we know McCoy didn't do the actual robbery. If he if he's involved, he would have had to have hired somebody. So they have to right. catch this guy and have this guy roll over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, uh, the the problem. If they don't catch anybody, then this is really once again he said, she said, and right. what does Goodell do? You know, that's really what it comes down to again. And we've we've generally seen Goodell come down on the hand of suspensions. You know, Elliot was a he said, she said. There have been other uh, instances, you know, where it's he said, she said. Not everything's a Ray Rice video where we see what happens here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, once again, it's a shame this but, keeps happening to NFL mm-hmm. players. But uh, fantasy-wise, I'm not I'm not really t- – I don't want to touch McCoy unless the value's there and we're, all right, I have nothing to lose here. Uh, if I'm more than willing to realize, okay, I'm going to spend the ninth-round pick on McCoy, I understand it may be a zero. If I'm okay mm-hmm. with that – Fine. Maybe you got a really strong team. You feel, oh, I'm good. I love this team. McCoy will put me over the top if nothing happens here. Then you're okay mm-hmm. with it? Fine. But if you have any trepidations whatsoever, I'd move on and find somebody else. Yeah. And, and the thing is, uh, Goodell waited so long to uh, meet out his the league's punishment of uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You wonder how long they're going to wait to meet out any uh, punishment if it's warranted with McCoy. So it's just too much in the air. So let's just, I, I, I'm not dealing with it. Well, the thing know. is this with, with Goodell, we're at, July, we're at July 14th now. Training mm-hmm. camp hasn't even started. It's the right. slowest. This is this period right now is probably the slowest news cycle in the NFL year. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in a couple of weeks when training camp opens and then preseason games and then regular season games? That's when mm-hmm. Goodell, if he feels he's forced to act, that's when he'll act. You yeah. know, uh, if nothing new as of today, McCoy is showing up for camp, right? As of today, if camp were yeah. opening oh, today, he normally do. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he. I don't think he'll be suspended from camp. I think the time to worry is probably week one, depending mm-hmm. if what else comes out. When you know, the NFL is investigating, the police are investigating. What else comes out? Can they? Right. Uh, can they? Uh, they find out. I mean, now you're hearing uh, the victim sort of backtrack. Well, at least her lawyer is backtracking on her statement that McCoy was definitely involved. And once again, mm-hmm. this could be old lawyer speak. You never know what's true and what's not in these cases. But uh, it's, it's just unfortunate, Joe. That it, you know, it seems like every other week we have to talk about something like this. I know. Nice I know. These athletes mm-hmm. could just stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, here's a couple. Just we'll just uh, talk about a couple of the issues that we faced uh, in our uh, Scott Fishbowl. Uh, drafts and and one of them uh, we put out a poll and I even asked Jim Day uh, at Fantasy Taz he was a great guest in our uh, uh, earlier segment this hour and I'll ask you uh, which rookie quarterbacks do you think is going to start the most games this uh, fantasy football season and then you can follow it up with maybe if they're not going to start the most but who do you think is going to be the most effective so uh, the choices were Sam Donald from the Jets Baker Mayfield from the Browns who by the way was my third pick my third quarterback pick got him real late Josh Allen from the Bills, Josh Rosen from the Cardinals. 
Who do you think is going to start the most games in the regular season? All right, so it's Darnold, Mayfield, Mayfield. Allen, Rosen. Rosen. You said Lamar Jackson you put in there too? I didn't, but you can. He, yeah, he, I guess he did. Okay, well, ja- you know, Jackson be, Jackson be out anyway. Yes, uh, he'll play. I agree. It's funny. He's, he's probably going to play more because they're going to have a package for him. If I'm drafting, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm drafting him for third quarterback in the Scott Fishbowl, and you got, you know, mm-hmm. you couldn't get anybody, I actually might mm-hmm. take uh, Lamar Jackson. So he will have plays from designed each week. But bottom line mm-hmm. is, I'm not worried about him uh, starting. He so went take tenth round in my league. Believe it or not. Okay, went pretty yeah. early. Good yeah. luck to you there, buddy. I didn't, I didn't take uh-huh. him. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to take Cleveland at their word, even though I know that's kind of silly. And uh, I'll knock out Baker Mayfield because Tyrod Taylor will start there. All right, so I don't think he'll go there. Sam Donald. Well, I'm not talking starting the season. I'm just talking by the end. I of the know. Season, I understood the a... question there, Joe. Hey, listen. I have a pay attention. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I got it. All right, but I'm going to knock out Sam Donald because even if he does start. Uh, and I don't think he will either. I don't think the Jets going to rush his. McCown is a good caddy. Mm-hmm. You know, the question is, when does that caddying end? You know, that'd be my. The Jets going to be a, should be a bad team this year. I don't think I'm going out on a limb there. So when does that caddying end? Are we talking week four, two, eight? You know, yeah. I'm looking at the Jets' schedule now, trying to find that perfect, uh, that perfect opportunity to get the rookie quarterback in there. Jets bye week is late. Week 11. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably too late there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, boy, they have a they play Jacksonville and Denver back-to-back. You're going to want to avoid those defenses. Once again, week six against Indianapolis looks interesting. But then the next, they play Minnesota and Chicago. The two weeks after that, two defenses you don't want to go up against. Chicago's in Chicago. Maybe week nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is half the season. I can see Donald playing week nine. All right, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give him eight games just for, just for giggles okay. here. Okay, all right. Uh, Buffalo. All right, Buffalo has a, a, a man, the schedule from hell, as far mm. as for any quarterback. And a bad team, a right? <laughs> I mean, we talked about this morning. I mean, are they the worst team in the NFL? I mean, they might be. Try, they might be. Yeah. Try and search for a team that's worse. They're a mm-hmm. bad team. They got their defense is solid, but their offense is a mess. But their first, this is their games. Start the season at Baltimore, Chargers, at Minnesota, Green Bay. At Green Bay. Granted, not, not the defense you're worried about, but certainly they're going to score a ton of points. Tennessee, good defense. At Houston, that's their first six games. Hmm. And then they play Indianapolis. Granted, you like, the, you like that at Indianapolis, but it's at, on the road. You want your rookie quarterback starting on the road. But then the next game is Monday night against New England. You know, I don't hmm. know if you like that. Then play Chicago. So even he's not, uh, not going with it. So uh, this, this gives you to my answer, by the way. You know, I, I think it's going to be Josh Rosen. I understand mm-hmm. they've, they've theoretically or arguably have the best quarterback in Bradford. And they paid him $15 million. But everything we hear right now on the is field. that they love Rosen. Mm-hmm. Right, that too. Everything they, we hear is that they love Rosen. He looks good mm-hmm. in the uh, – the, it's OTAs. Right? I get it. Yeah, we'll see we'll, – we'll know more in training camp. But they love what they've seen from him. It's, you know, I understand he paid $15 million, but they understand Rosen's the quarterback of the future. Bradford, as you mentioned, gets hurt anyway. Even if they mm-hmm. start with Bradford, Lord knows if he makes it a week, two, three. My answer would be Rosen. Granted, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. I wouldn't put any money on this, mm-hmm. but Rosen would be my choice out of the options you gave me. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, and I, like I said, I was hoping that he'd be there for me. I was g- going to take him uh, in the 12th round, but he went 12th round, pick eight. So uh, I ended up uh, taking... Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, tight end for Arizona, is my second pick. My second tight end pick, by the way. Uh, I kind of like him as a sleeper, by the way. I think he's going to uh, be a big part of that offense. And uh, and I took uh, Baker Mayfield uh, with um, the first pick of, of round 13. You know, just uh, thinking that, yeah, Tyrod Taylor is going to start the season as the uh, starting quarterback. But by by the time that I might need a... Uh, someone late in the season, I think uh, Baker Mayfield might be at the uh, under center right there. So who knows? But uh, you know, I'm a little surprised in my league that uh, the Carson Wentz owner has not taken Nick Foles. Nick Foles is still available. He's available in my league too. I think I might take him. What uh, what round are you in? Um, uh, in the fifteenth round. Yeah, so you and I are the same there, but you, you don't have Carson Wentz. No, but I'm thinking that you know uh, he might, might be. A, 
if if Carson Wentz gets uh, you know re-injured or something, he might be someone just to have. I mean, it's such oh a no, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I'm, I'm more surprised a, that the Carson Wentz owner hasn't covered hasn't themselves. Hasn't backed themselves You're right. up, right, mm-hmm. or her. Right, so right, up, yeah. right now, theoretically, we're still wondering if Carson Wentz starts week one. I fully expect mm-hmm. him to start week one. So I'm not wondering I, about that. I, I still, do if well. I was a Carson Wentz owner, mm-hmm. if I was a Carson Wentz owner, I'd have had Nick Foles. Yeah, I'd have, I'd mm-hmm. have had Nick Foles by now, especially in week uh, mm-hmm. round 15, where there's, you know, there's not a lot else out there anyway. I'd have grabbed Carson Wentz. I'd have grabbed Nick now, Foles. So continuing that line of thought, how important is it to uh, get a backup in this type of league where there are no trades? Uh, you just have to rely on the on the waiver wire. Like, like for instance, do you think it's imperative for me to pick up uh, Todd Gurley's backup? You know, because God forbid Todd Gurley goes down this year, then there's going to be a bidding war for the backup. Uh, you know, running back for the Rams. You well, know, it's how, not so how, much that. Uh... It's not so much about the no trades. It's the mm-hmm. fact that we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven reserve spots. Mm-hmm. All right, you have lots of reserve slots. Yes, you should be looking. Uh, I mean, for Todd Gurley, it wouldn't, I mean, people won't even know his backup unless Malcolm you really Brown, do some research. According here. to yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who the backup is, but most people aren't going to know the name. So what I'm trying to say is you're not going to have to worry about taking him. You can probably <laughs> wait till round 19, round 20 before you have right, to worry right. about doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. But for a, a better back, you know, like I own Kareem Hunt. Spencer mm-hmm. Ware is still out there. You know, right. I'm going to have to think about taking Ware really any minute now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I have plenty of reserve slots. I might as well cover myself against uh, if, if, just in case Hunt gets hurt. I got Spencer Ware. I'm, I'm good now. So I know I'm mm-hmm. good. Yes, he's probably not going to get you all that many points unless Hunt gets hurt. But at least I can sleep well. And I have plenty of other reserve slots to take mm-hmm. other guys. So uh, I think it's, it depends on the player we're talking about. In your instance, I think you can wait. Because it's Malcolm Brown, yeah. and no one knows mm-hmm. him. You know, but right. you know, with like I said, with someone like uh, Spencer Ware, where his name is uh, at least knowable, he'll be on draft list. I think that's also a key thing. You know, people mm-hmm. printing out draft lists, you'll, they'll see Spencer Ware. They may not see Malcolm yeah. Brown's list name on a list. So I think that mm-hmm. comes into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, guys like uh, a Tariq Cohen, a Tevin Coleman, uh, Devontae Booker, even a Doug Martin, recognizable names. You're yeah, right. But those guys are yeah. all draft picks. Yeah, those guys are all uh, going to play. Yeah, uh, Legarrette Blunt, he's still uh, available, you know, in my league. I, I think he's got some value. He does, but the problem mm-hmm. is with Detroit, and we, I mean, they—I don't know what's going to happen with Detroit because you got Legarrette Blunt. Okay, he could be the short yardage guy, right? You got Theo Riddick, he could be the pass catching guy. You got on Johnson, he could be the first and second down guy. So they have guys for everything, and Amir Abdullah mm-hmm. maybe the guy who covers for all these guys. That's a right. lot of backs going around, and that we're, yeah. we're assuming what I just said is going to happen. And if it is, then Blunt, Riddick, and Johnson all have value. What, what mm-hmm. do you prefer more? They'll all be picked, in the, certainly in the Scott Fishbowl, but which one has the most value? I mean, good luck trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm interested. Maybe uh, when we come back from break, uh, we'll do a little bit more football, get back to baseball as well. Um, but uh, I'm interested to see what you think about uh, Ty Montgomery running back for the Packers. What kind of a role do you think he's going to have? We asked Jim Day that earlier. Uh, When we come back, a little more fantasy football, a little more fantasy baseball. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A little John Cougar taking us out. What is it, John Cougar Mellencamp? 